Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is Football Social Daily, Premier League podcast. Welcome to Football Social Daily and welcome to Friday Fast 3. This is the rapid Premier League preview. Three games, five minutes and some dodgy opinions, no doubt. Manchester City are in the box seat for the Premier League title. Will Fulham shock us all and bring Arsenal back into the race? Are Nottingham Forest able to build on beating Brighton in the battle at the bottom? And nobody wants the top four, do they? Who will prevail out of Spurs and Liverpool as United and Newcastle lead the way? Welcome along to the show. My name's Niall and joining me today, Marley Anderson and Jim Salverson. All right, boys? Good morning. Yes. Looking forward to just spending however long we have on talking about Alexander Isak's (laughs) assist last night and the goals we put in past Everton. So if we can move straight on to that, that'd be great. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> I've never noticed how weirdly you say welcome before Niall. Welcome to the podcast. I was doing my Swedish impression, my Alexander Isak. <laughs> okay. It's just Isak football. The whole show is a tribute to Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> he was really good last night, Alexander Isak, as were Newcastle United. <laughs> only played 20 minutes. Yeah, destroyed Everton 4 1 at Goodison Park. Let's quickly touch upon the games that happened last night for a bit of context before we do preview the weekend's Premier League matches. 4-1 win, Isaac star again. Goodison Park was empty before the end, Jim, but Sean Dyche is still pretty confident of survival with 10 games to go. Yeah, I mean, I think if you looked in Sean Dyche's office, somewhere there's a little wall chart and next to the wall chart, he's got all the games this season where he was expecting to get points and get those wins. And Newcastle was not one of the games that he would have been expecting to get anything from, I don't think, particularly with the form that Newcastle are in at the moment. I mean, the slight concern for Dyche in terms of how the rest of the season goes is when you get hammered 4-1, what does that do for your confidence? But in terms of Everton's confidence, it's probably rock bottom at the moment anyway. So it's probably not going to do too much damage because there's not much more damage that can be done. But they've still got games against Leicester City and someone else that's down near the bottom. Bournemouth, isn't it? They've got Bournemouth as well. So if they can get six points from those two, I think that puts them on 34 points. That gets them pretty much safe. So I wouldn't say if I was Sean Dyche, I'd be confident, but I wouldn't be destitute either. I wouldn't be 
necessarily writing my resignation letter yet. I think Bournemouth is their last game of the season, actually, and it's at Goodison Park. So whether that will make a difference and whether Bournemouth might be safe by then, who knows? Go on then, Marley, say your piece. Give you, I'll give you 40 seconds to wax <laughs> lyrical. Ten on each goal. Well, you've just done you've just done Dijon a favour there by saying this ten games because there's only five for Everton. <laughs> but no, this it was a hell of a performance. But the one thing that got me about Everton was they were giving it all before the game. Right, we're going to support the support the lads, get the pyro out, get the flares out, make it really horrible for for Newcastle to play in. Third goal goes in, everyone buggers off. Up. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're going to support your team. It it's it would give them so much more of a psychological boost if you stayed and created a mad atmosphere for 90 minutes. Mm. It doesn't matter if you get battered because then it's about next week. It doesn't... Like, the players know that, they're fu- that the fans are fuming that they're losing games. It's happened all season. They've lost 17 games this season. So what's what's the point in leaving? Like, stay. Make it raucous and make it be like, right, well, next week, whoever comes here is going to have to deal with us for 90 minutes. Because after 75... It was embarrassing. There was no one there. Obviously, Newcastle played well. You know, the form was... They were never going to touch us in the form we were in. You know, putting six past Spurs at the weekend um, and, you know, beating teams left, right and centre. You know, three wins in 10 days a few weeks back. So we were never going to be tired in this game. We are never going to be sort of um, below our best. And, and, yeah, we were brilliant again. And... um, Anthony Gordon didn't get sent off at Goodison. Oh, just in time. That was more like a minute and 40 seconds. But I need, needed a good 30 seconds or a minute to talk about uh, Everton's poor support. <laughs> um, some of the other games last night, Bournemouth beat Southampton 1-0. Late equaliser for Saints was ruled out by VAR for a narrow offside against Shea Adams. The Cherries now seven points clear of the drop. Southampton, meanwhile, six from safety, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I think Bournemouth would have been very disappointed had that late Southampton goal stood because they dominated that game. Massive game for both clubs. Bournemouth lost to my lot 4-0 at the weekend and they weren't actually too bad in that game. They looked decent going forward, just very dodgy at the back. So they needed a win. I think that pretty much secures safety. As for Southampton, they needed a glimmer of something to hold on to and they've not got it. That's it. Southampton down. Yep, Southampton cut adrift now and time is running out. As for the top four race, we've spoken about Newcastle, but Manchester United with two goals in front against Spurs, but they let it slip as Spurs came back to draw with them 2-2. I'm sure we'll talk about Spurs in a bit more detail a little bit later on. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, now let's look ahead to Friday Fast 3. If you've not joined us on a Friday before on Football Social Daily, this is how it works. We've picked out three games of special interest over the course of Saturday and Sunday in the Premier League and the lads have got just five minutes between them to discuss exactly how they think things might go down. Once the timer is up, the talking is up and we move on to the next one. So we're going to start with Fulham versus Manchester City and... Fulham have surprised a lot of people this season, Marley, with how they've played. Are you expecting another surprise this weekend against Manchester City? Uh, no, not <laughs> at all. Um, Done. Didn't I, need five minutes. Move on. <laughs> I didn't even need five seconds. Um, no, I, I think they've run. I think they've run out of steam. Um, I think Mitrovic's ban makes them a much easier team to play against. You don't have that horrible man up front trying to just bullying you and and winning every header and fighting you for 90 minutes. I don't mean horrible man as in horrible player. I really like Mitrovic. Um, but he's, he's horrible to play against. He'll, he'll give you he's a nightmare. Horrible. He lets the tyres down on your car. <laughs> His dog <laughs> in your garden. Horrible man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just... Um, he, he's, he's huge for them because the, the drop-off between him and Carlos Vinicius is, is like... Everest versus a molehill in your garden. It's just, it's so big. Um, and I think even, I mean, last week they played with Dan James up front for them. Um, and that just proves it. If you sat in a, a five foot eight, quick, weak as hell winger up front ahead of Carlos Vinicius, it, it shows how much they uh, they don't really trust him. And I think with Fulham had that good run, didn't they, towards um, the start of the year where they looked really good and they were winning games and it was like, oh, Fulham are sixth and Fulham are... You know, could they start dreaming of the Europa League at least? Um, but they've they've dropped off since then, and I think their their season ended when they got knocked out of the uh, the FA Cup by by Man United. It's it's all seemed a little bit um, average from from then on. So I can't see them turning up to this Man City. You know, Man City in April are a, a different animal, um, and I can't see them getting anything there. And should be a pretty easy one and then the pressure will turn back to uh, to what Arsenal can do. It's job done for Fulham, isn't it? They're on the beach. They've got safety, which is what they wanted to do. They're, that's it, job done. And then for Man City, they've just hit gear at the right time. And you talked about Son and Kane and you talked about Lampard and Drogba. Man City right now have what could turn out to be one of the greatest partnerships in world football of all time in Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland at the moment. You, unplayable right now and Fulham have only ever had well in the last 23 games Fulham have beaten Man City twice which is a terrible record and it doesn't look like it's going to change I don't think tonight they'd expect to beat everyone they come up against Manchester City between now and the end of the season and that includes Real Madrid in the Champions League but how much of an impact could that Champions League semi-final have on the psyche of those Man City players Jim or are they just too savvy for that nowadays I'm not sure it's going to have too much impact on the psyche because I think mental strength is one of the things that Pep Guardiola just drills into his team and their ability to just keep on going. I think Arsenal fans particularly will be holding on to the fact that maybe 
they'll get a little bit leggy because we spoke about yesterday how Man City have used less players than any other team in the Premier League. And when you're playing world-class sides in the week and then you're playing Premier League sides at the weekend, that has to take some kind of toll on their body. But they just need to keep on going for another five weeks. But this is one of the games that Arsenal fans will be looking at and clutching at straws and going, maybe, maybe Fulham will get a point there. But it just doesn't look like it does. It's, City just look too good at the moment. Yeah, they do. Do you think Erling Haaland's going to break that 50-goal barrier this weekend, Marley? He's got 49 in all competitions this season. Yeah, I think so. There's no game in world football where I go, I don't back Erling Haaland to score. So, yeah, why not? Half century on the cards for Erling Haaland, says Marley. It's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable, really. Um, I'm not sure the last person to do that. Maybe I should check that. Be Dixie Dean or someone like that, wouldn't it? <laughs> How do we feel, by the way, just quickly about Haaland scoring a goal with his hair down? That was a bit weird, wasn't it? <laughs> with, his, <laughs> with his hair untied. Yeah, why did he have it untied? I've never understood. What do footballers do that makes their hair grow so quickly? Because like, when you think back to David Beckham in the in like the, the noughties one day he'd have long hair then he'd have a mohawk and then he'd have long hair again and then it would be shaven off like within a week of each other and Erling Haaland his hair seems to have grown ridiculously quickly this season he's got to be tripping on it by the end of the season yeah Vidal Sassoon on or something to, to talk us through it every time he scores a goal it grows half a centimetre so like that's why it's just <laughs> <laughs> gradually growing Manchester City travel to Fulham at the weekend. Brentford, meanwhile, hosts Nottingham Forest. And from a Forest perspective, they are hovering above the drop zone at the moment, Jim. Currently 17th place, just a point and a place above that bottom three. But a huge win midweek against Brighton has given them some fresh hope in this relegation fight. Do you think they can continue on from that Brighton result this weekend? In the same way that Marley answered the question about can Fulham get a win? No. Forrest can't. I mean, there's nothing to suggest from their season so far that they can put a run of wins together. Form's been horribly inconsistent right the way through the season. I've no idea what their longest run of form is, actually, but I'd wager it's no higher than two wins back-to-back, if that. And they've only had one away win through the entire season so far. Whereas Brentford, I think, safe to say, they're the Sheffield United of a few years ago, aren't they? They're the team that have been the surprise package in the Premier League only lost two games at home this season so like there's a disparity in form there isn't there Brentford don't lose at home Nottingham Forest don't win away so you'd be a brave man to back Forest 1-0 Forest yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) Leicester and Everton are below Nottingham Forest in the table and they're not playing till Monday night so is this an opportunity for Nottingham Forest to perhaps apply some scoreboard pressure, if you will, and even gain a psychological edge, which might be so important in this relegation fight? Yeah, hun- yeah, 100% because um, it's so tight down there that if they, if Forrest win, you know, Leicester and, uh, Leicester and Everton go into that game on Monday night, knowing that a draw will not be good enough for any of them, because as it stands, if Forrest lose and Leicester draw the game with Everton, Leicester will move out of the relegation zone. Um, but if, if Forrest win, the gap is is uh, is four points. So no matter what Leicester do, they've still got that psychological thing of we cannot get out of the relegation zone uh, unless Leeds um, unless Leeds lose as well and, and they they haul Leeds in. But from Forrest's perspective, they've got to think if we can win here, we cannot be in the relegation zone um, after thirty four games of the Premier League, which I'm pretty sure most of their fans would have said. Yeah, we'll have that if you offered it them at the start of the season because, you know, the, the remit is always just to stay up as a new club. doesn't matter how much you spend, how many players you buy. 
it's all about staying up and, and that's what Forest need to do. But their away form has been so poor um, that it, it looks hard because Brentford are, are always a 7 out of 10 team. You've got to play well to beat Brentford. And if you don't play well, they'll turn you over, as Chelsea found out in the week. Do you think in terms of Brentford, and we've talked before how surprised we are that Ivan Tony is still playing and obviously with his his betting <laughs> scenario. Phantom ban. Yeah, it's really strange. I mean, we don't understand. There's obviously reasons behind it. Without getting too deep into why he's still playing and why the ban hasn't happened and all that kind of stuff. Remember a few years ago when Sheffield United got relegated and they sued West Ham for five million quid for their relegation because of Carlos Tevez's inclusion in West Ham's <laughs> team because he was registered illegally. Do you think we could see a scenario where teams try and sue? Like I say, we don't know the scenario around it, but could there be some comeback by the fact that Ivan Tony is still playing football when it really feels like he should be serving a bat? No, I don't think you can do that, can you? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past Marinakis to try though. What the forest owner? <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be he'll be clinging on to everything he's got, but it will work. It will work. At Just all. on that psychological element that we were talking about a second ago, Jim. Very quickly, if you're Leicester, you're on a two-game unbeaten run. You've won and you've drawn in two big games against teams around you in the table. Yet because Forest win on Tuesday, you're back in the mire again. That must be hard as a group of players from an opposition's perspective to kind of deal with. You feel like you're getting out of it finally, putting some hard work in and you're still down there. It does, but it's not the games that are happening now that's put you in that situation in the first place. It's the games that were happening earlier in the season and Leicester probably never should have been in that situation. But it's part of the mental toughness that teams need to get out of the relegation zone. And it's such a quagmire down there. There's so many teams that the strongest are going to survive. The old uh, survival of the fittest. Yeah, what where's the cliche bell? I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> I need I need like a, an effect, a cliche bell effect. Was it Darwin? Survival of the fittest, yeah. Charles Darwin. You know, you never thought you'd hear Charles Darwin brought into the relegation narrative, but there we go. Survival of the fittest, relegation of the Because <laughs> 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 so this podcast got too highbrow for me. It's time to take the lead. <laughs> I, thought we were, I genuinely thought you were talking about Darwin Nunes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we start quoting Shakespeare, Marley. You'll be absolutely done. Brentford against Nottingham yep. Forest this weekend, as is Liverpool against Tottenham, one of the TV selections for the weekend. And I wasn't actually going to choose this game as part of today's Friday. Day fast three, but I thought they're two big sides and two big sides who need a win. I think Liverpool have to beat Spurs to keep up their top four hopes, and likewise, Spurs need to avoid defeat at the very least to give themselves the best chance of getting in the top four. What do you think, Marley? Do you think this is a bigger game for Liverpool than it is for Spurs? Um, I don't know who it's bigger for. It's it's big. It's it's big for the both. I don't know who it's bigger for because Liverpool need to win because they think they can catch. Fourth, which is I think the nine the nine points off it now. I think they can't. Um, Spurs need it for just life and hope, really, because <laughs> they're they're just back at square one again. Um, you know they did well last night to come back against Man United, so there was a bit of fight in them, which was mm. hundred times more fight than they had against Newcastle at the weekend. But you know they, I don't know who needs it more. Uh, maybe maybe Liverpool because. You know, they're into the territory now of Allison's header against West Brom. They need a run like that. That that you know, when they started off that run, that header started off a run where they won every game and, and nicked I think it was third on the on the last day of the season, they nicked third and got into the Champions League a couple of years ago. But um yeah, they they need that again. Um and from a 
from a Newcastle perspective, this game came at the perfect time because we're we're almost there and we're looking at who who our sort of rivals have for that uh, for that fourth place and to see two of them playing each other is great. So I'm hoping it's a draw and they, they both uh, they both stay a little bit further away from us. But yeah, I think with all things considered, it's maybe slightly bigger for Liverpool because no matter what happens with Spurs, they've still got to start again in the summer. So it's kind of irrelevant what happens with Ryan Mason and and the short term thing because he's he's the supply teacher. He's not going to be there past the summer. He's going to be back putting cones out and setting up walls on the on the training pitch. Although I don't know, like if you look at the Manchester United result, you've got to give a huge amount of credit to Ryan Mason there. I don't know whether it was tactical changes or whether it was a rocket in the dressing room at half time, but Spurs got back into that game and got a draw. Like, if he can get a result out of Liverpool and they can go on a bit of a run between now and the end of the season. There'll be an argument that he stays. And if he stays, it will be a disaster and he'll be gone within three months of next season. But he could make a case for himself to be the next Spurs boss. Well, he said openly that he does want to be considered as the next Tottenham manager. And I think he actually showed his inexperience last night, even though Tottenham came back into the game. Tottenham had Manchester United on the ropes. And when it got to 2-2, they were kind of happy with that. And instead of pushing for the winner which would have given him more stock in terms of getting the job on a permanent basis, they kind of just settled for 2-2 and were pretty happy with it. And the game, I wouldn't say it fizzled out, but certainly it was more easy for Manchester United towards the end than it, than it should have been with the way Spurs were playing. And I think that once they got back to 2-2, he was just happy with it, which I thought was, was pretty interesting. Um, when it comes to Liverpool though, Jim, why are they so inconsistent? They're a bit of a head-scratcher. They smash Manchester United, they smash Leeds, they've smashed Bournemouth this season, but then they've also gone and lost games that they shouldn't have lost. And normally Jurgen Klopp's teams are so consistent. So what's changed? I think it's all the things we were talking about at the beginning of the season, that Salah's been off form, that Mane left and he was maybe more important than we gave him credit for, that there's an ageing midfield that re- needs rejuvenation at Liverpool. They kind of need a bit of a reset all round, and whether that's personnel or a manager... We don't know at the moment, but I think they've actually he's, found he's a little bit of He's 27 goals this season, Mo Salah, well, though. I think he's found form recently, though, hasn't he? Like, the beginning of the season, he was making poor decisions. He was running into dead-end channels, and he just seems to have remembered how to play football in the second half of the season, and he started to score again. But I think the real turning point for Liverpool has been Trent Alexander-Arnold realising that he's not a defender and moving into a midfield role. And some of his passing since he's moved forward up the pitch has been absolutely superb. And he's turned into this kind of like quarterback playmaker role that really seems to work for him. And it feels like that's the position he's born to be in. So we've talked about Liverpool needing a replacement for the legs in midfield, James Milner and Jordan Henderson, the guys who are heading towards retirement. It looks like they had that player all along. They were just playing him in the wrong place. And Trent Alexander-Arnold could be that person. So they are finding form. A little bit. They do need some work in the summer, but I think top four is just too much from from here. They're too far off Manchester United. And if I was going to back any team to put pressure on United, I think it would be Villa. Well, they've right they've now got because... Manchester United on Sunday, which I was going to pick as one of the games, and I ended up picking this one for right. you guys to talk about. But Villa United is on Sunday, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they just seem to be on form at the moment. They're just—I I can't remember the last time. I saw some stat and I forget what it was the last time that they Unai Emery is the first manager to have scored in his first 15 games as a Premier League manager or something along those lines. They just seem to have found the firepower um, and it, it, they're, they're looking superb at the moment considering that under Steven Gerrard they were looking like they could be in problems at the wrong end of the table. They just seem to be on form at the right time. 
think is a smart appointment by Aston Villa, not only because of his experience, but also because of his prestige, mm. Unai Emery. With no disrespect to Steven Gerrard, you look at him and you think, well, this guy's a legend. But yeah. from a managerial perspective, it doesn't hold as much water as Unai Emery does. And back them in Europe next season as well. If they get a Europa League place, which it looks like they will, they Emery could gonna win it again. He loves the Europa League, <laughs> doesn't he? Um, are Spurs going to finish in the Europa League, Marley, instead of the Champions League? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Job done. Kind of killed me with the timer there, but never mind. Um, the timer that you've got control of now. <laughs> yeah, the timer that I've got control of. But I can't, once it starts ticking, that's it, yeah, you know. Can't cut the fuse, can't cut the fuse. Liverpool against Tottenham this weekend in the Premier League. Some of the other games taking place, the early kickoff tomorrow is Crystal Palace, West Ham. Brighton take on Wolves, as we've mentioned just a second ago. Manchester United against Aston Villa on Sunday. Bournemouth against Leeds, another big game at the bottom that we could have spoken about. Newcastle United could pile more misery on Basement Boys Southampton, whilst on Monday, as we've said, it's Leicester City against Everton. Here's how the table looks. We'll read from the bottom up this time. Southampton cut adrift 24 points. That's four points back from the second bottom club, Everton, who are on 28. Leicester complete the relegation zone on 29 points. Just a point above Nottingham Forest and Leeds are separated in 16th from Forest by just goal difference. Then there's a tasty four-point cushion between Leeds and West Ham. Bournemouth, Wolves and Palace complete the rest of the bottom eight clubs. Moving to the top of the table, Arsenal still lead the way by two points ahead of Man City, but they've played two games more. Newcastle third, Manchester United fourth, Tottenham and Villa fifth and sixth with Liverpool a point back from Villa in seventh. Right, that is it for today's and indeed this week's Football Social Daily. If you hit subscribe, that way you won't miss any of the episodes coming up next week. Of course, there is no episode on Monday as it is a bank holiday in the UK. So we're all going to be having our feet up. Will you be doing anything special on bank holiday, Jim, or just just a casual one? Bank holiday, barbecue in the rain, tradition. (laughs) I mean, I hope you've cleaned your barbecue because you're going to need it quite a lot in the next three weeks because there's a lot of bank holidays coming up. Do you know what? It's absolutely (laughs) filthy at the moment. I haven't opened it since last autumn so there's probably all sorts of things growing inside it that's a that's another job for the weekend it's all right you're a vegan aren't you you can make make something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you marley are we can we're not going to be able to hear any sunday league tales on monday and i don't know whether to be pleased or not pleased about ah uh, we've we've got a semi-final of our of our version of the fa cup um this this week so I'll sit on the bench and watch us win or sit on the bench and watch us lose. So <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I'm sure I'll tell you on Tuesday. All right, lads. Nice one. That is it from us. As I say, hit subscribe and you won't miss the next episode. That'll be out on Tuesday. Until then, have a great weekend. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.